0: You're watching Community Conversations, a Concord TV production. Hi there, and welcome to another episode of Community Conversations. I am Michael Mara. I'm the IT Director and City Liaison uh, for Concord TV, meaning I do a lot of interactions with the, the government in the city con- of Concord. And if you've been driving uh, down Main Street recently, you've probably noticed a big banner. Uh, asking folks to weatherize Concord and uh, so we thought it would be a great idea to talk a little bit about this effort and what it means, what it is, uh, how you can participate. So I've got uh, several great guests with us today. I've got uh, uh, City Councilor Rob Warner. I've got from Unitil Ben Stevenson, uh, from the Bel- Merrimack Met- Met- Community Action Program, I've got Christopher vott and Dana Newt from Resilient Buildings Group, and I guess I'll just start out with uh, Councillor Warner. Um, what is Weatherized Concord, and 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 how did this idea get started?
1: Well, you know, it kind of grows out of our. Uh, overall energy goals for the City of Concord, you might recall that a couple of years ago the City Council adopted a goal of 100% renewable energy by 2030 uh, Transportation and thermal energy heating and cooling by 2050. Now one of the most important things we can do is to improve energy efficiency in our built environment, um, residential and commercial, because the unit of energy that is not used is really the least expensive. That's really important. Um, and and this Weather Eyes Conquered campaign and effort fits right into that overall large goal. So the program was officially kicked off uh, a couple of days ago on uh, March 16th and run through the end of the year. And the goal is to at least double the number of Commercial properties that are weatherized uh, typically about 40 or so uh, properties are weatherized in Concord in uh, the calendar year so we want to again at least double that and it's really important that we provide um, that opportunity for people to help them save money um, help them play a part in um, defeating climate change and making a strong effort there and a contribution there it has a, certainly an effect on um, health, uh, air quality, um, home comfort, and it's just a really uh, good way to get people involved and to make a real difference for people, particularly people who are the most vulnerable in our society in terms of the resources they have, because they are putting an increasing amount of their own resources um, on, into energy. And uh, we can help those people in particular and and those residents that's really providing a service as well. So um, overall, it's an effort to um, continue our goals and uh, in a very practical and uh, real way.
0: That's excellent so so what really is weatherization? so you know we we a lot of us know a lot about clean energy and and, and things like that, but weatherization might be a concept that isn't familiar to to
1: people. Well, I think you know either Ben or Dana, who are very uh, skilled and have a long experience in weatherization programs and energy efficiency, and if I invite them to sort of answer that question. I think I think they'd be very equipped to do that so. Excellent. Dana, mute.
2: Dana, you're on mute, so I'll take the question. Um, so weatherization is really, um, each home is sort of unique. Um, and so you need to to have a certified energy auditor come into the house um, and really play detective on what that house needs. Um, it could be that the home is well insulated, but has a lot of air sealing issues that need to happen. Um, so the, the auditor is going to identify where that needs to happen. Uh, a lot of times with the blower door, uh, a unique tool that kind of depressurizes the house and finds air all throughout the, the home. Um, or it could be a case of an older home that the walls never got insulated. So. Um, Chris's, um, you know, Belknap Merrimack program, Dana, um, we all utilize uh, certified energy auditors that um, are are really detectives on what each home needs. Um, And they go in and and they sort of diagnose the house. Um, The weatherization is, you know, meeting those needs. So if a home needs insulation and air um, in the basement, in the attic, in the walls, um, that's what the
0: Excellent. And Dana, did you have anything that you kind of wanted to add to that? Yeah, sorry. I was on mute. The fire department was going
3: by making a lot of noise.
0: (laughs) i look.
3: I look out my window here and I'm looking right at the banner.
0: (laughs) Fantastic.
3: Yeah. um, I used to uh, run the weatherization department. Um, Then Chris runs it now. But that was years ago. I left and I came out and, and started this business. And we do mostly commercial businesses here. Um, we do a lot of multi-families um, um, and we always used New Hampshire Saves and, and Concord here, of course, Liberty and Unitil, for instance, we just helped upgrade a building for Concord for the homeless and both Ben's program and Liberty's, um, we gave them over $75,000 in uh, rebates and incentives um, right here in Concord. I mean, that's just an example um, where we, we do a lot of businesses here in Concord and we have, uh, I have two employees right now that have been calling all around for the last month about weatherized Concord to let commercial buildings, commercial owners know what we can do. And the utilities help pay for these uh, audits. And then we can help them, you know, reduce their energy use, mostly through the uh, weatherization portion of the buildings and also the lighting. And, and as Ben's very good at, refrigerators. <laughs>
0: Fantastic, and I, I guess what, uh, since you've got some experience being out there, what are some of the most common issues that you see in, in homes in the Concord area, or, or businesses in the Concord area, where, where are they most often being energy inefficient? So, what we've,
3: we just, I sat a new department just a while ago, we have a $13,000 drone that we fly around in Concord in some parts of it, and you can see the heat loss. Lack of insulation in the in these older houses um, and in commercial buildings too. Um, air leakage—that's that's the that's the low-hanging fruit in as far as an envelope measure goes. Um, bad windows, um, just you know, air leakage in general. Um, so that that's really the like I say, the insulation is very important. It, it's these older houses, you know, some of them insulated with newspapers a hundred years ago. So. <laughs>
0: yeah I remember my grandparents actually had horsehair and and uh newspaper as far as their walls were concerned so <laughs> um so you know one thing I would say certainly in in a lot of the older buildings is that our our vulnerable populations are are most affected uh by this so uh chris uh could you talk a little bit about how um how a program like this can really help out some of our most vulnerable population
4: Don't we so to start off, the to, to get into the weatherization program uh, through the nonprofit, um, we we have uh, there's 70 different programs our, our agency offered, and two of those programs are the fuel and electric assistance programs. Uh, those are benefit programs that uh, help uh, low income, the low income community um, better afford their energy costs on fuel and electricity, um, primarily for heating and cooling. Um, and if they're if they're qualified for those programs and active uh, in them, that automatically makes them eligible for the weatherization program. Uh, so once they're once they're once all the balls rolling uh, with those two programs, then we get their contact information and the client expresses whether they're interested in in uh, having us uh, come out and do uh, an energy audit on their homes. Um, and as Dana and Ben both said, um, we primarily focus on. Uh, The existing insulation levels, um, air sealing opportunities, we even go as far uh, into the heating and domestic hot water systems to, um, you know, if you have a 25 year old um, atmospherically vented boiler, uh, chances are you're not getting much higher than 80 to 85% efficiency on that. So um, we tend to look at instead of, you know, replacing bits and pieces on it, we go ahead and get funding for a whole new system. Um, And that could be, you know, a a high-efficiency system, even as high as, say, 96% efficient on that, um, which also helps to save money. Um, And with pairing that with uh, weatherization and air sealing measures, um, it it just compounds that that savings together. um, And it really provides uh, so much additional comfort um, to the at-risk population uh, in their homes because, again, we do have some of the oldest housing stock in the entire country, in this part of our country. Um, just, you know, I mean, there's 100 year old homes, we've been in 200 year old homes and and even stretching beyond that, uh, for that matter. And, and again, some of them don't even have horse hair and uh, newspaper, they just have timber. Um, we've, we've had empty walls, um, empty attics, um, and just so much opportunity. Um, and the way the technologies come, we have you know the series of diagnostic testing equipment that helps us identify um, all these uh, weak points in the home. Um, and once once we get in there and we start pulling things apart, and we assign a work order to the contractors, and they button everything up, we we do our we do our diagnostic testing again at the end of the project. And the the comparison between our pre weatherization numbers and our post weatherization numbers gives us an idea of how much we've impacted that home and with our energy models then we can estimate what the potential uh savings uh will be you know going going forward into uh the uh savings to investment uh ratios to figure out how beneficial it is and it's all it's all estimates but they do come out fairly close and i can honestly say that we've never we've never performed weatherization on a home that didn't have some sort of savings or comfort impact. It always works.
0: That's fantastic. So, so we certainly can understand why um, why this would be important to a consumer, whether a vulnerable consumer or, or just your average regular commercial consumer. But, um, Ben, could you explain why is this important to a company like Unitel? Why why are they so interested? You. Know? <laughs> in most markets it always seems like you know the more you sell the better it is but why yeah. is unitel interested in something like this
2: that's actually a really great question um we get that all the time because you're absolutely right you know um if we're reducing somebody's energy um people don't quite understand why an electric company would want to reduce somebody's electric usage um so we cre- we uh collect something called the service benefit charge on everybody's bill and that service benefit charge goes directly into these energy efficiency programs um, and it's monitored by the Public Utilities Commission. Essentially what it boils down to is we don't want to build new electric plants. Um, it's really costly um, and expanding the grid is really costly. Um, so to Rob's earlier point, um, you know, the, the kilowatt that's saved or in Liberty's case, the, the natural gas therm that's saved um, is the cheapest one to um come up with so if we can um, lower everybody's energy usage um, then we don't have to build new electric plants and and that's really the investment that that we're trying to offset um, so that's what the service benefit charge is all about um, and that's why we look to um, you know fund these programs um, and you know Chris does an amazing job blending a bunch of different funding sources um, so there's national funding sources there's there's Unitel and Liberty um, funding sources for this, but um, that's why the utilities choose to get into this role.
1: Fantastic. And then I would uh, add that the uh, the partnership between um, the city, our Energy and Environment Advisory Committee and the the, uh, two utilities, Liberty and Unitel, are really Mm -hmm. essential to this program working and how you leverage those, uh, those resources. So we're very appreciative of, of the partnership and the way that this is gonna work this year.
2: And, and for those that don't know, Liberty does the natural gas in the city um, and it does all of the electricity in the city. Um, so those are the two regulated utilities that are overseen by the Public Utilities Commission um, in the city of Concord and the surrounding areas.
0: Excellent, excellent. So uh, if I'm an average consumer uh, of electricity, uh, what's my first step to, to get in on this program? Learn a little bit more, uh, even beyond what we've got here, and then maybe register to, to see if somebody can come out and take a look.
2: Yeah, so the utilities um, sort of post all the different programs that they have um, on the New Hampshire saves platform. So if you're um, wondering about some of the, the various programs out there on um, weatherization, we have everything out on NewHampshireSaves.com. Um If you're looking to really get weatherized, the best place to do is go right into weatherized Concord and they link to all these, all these uh, utility um, programs um, and weatherized Concord will bring you right into how to weatherize my home. You're going to need a couple of pieces of information if you're not um, if you're not in one of the uh, low income programs that Chris runs um, and you're just a traditional um, homeowner, um, you're going to go through the Home Performance with Energy Star program. Um, sorry, I'm jumping around a little bit, but um, I just wanted to mention that. So if you're going to go into the Home Performance with Energy Star program, you're going to need your fuel usage for the past two years and the square footage of your home. Um, and you're gonna go into our little tool um, where you enter those two things and it'll say, yes, you qualify or no, you're already doing great. Your home's energy efficient. Um, we're going to weatherize somebody's home that's got a higher energy usage than yours. Um, so that's the, the home heating index tool. It's on NHSAVES.
0: Excellent, that's great. And. Um Chris, is there, if I think I might qualify for some sort of grants or something like that, is there a process or things that I should know about uh, to look at some of the programs that are administered through the uh, community action?
4: Well, there's there's five community action agencies in the state and uh, Belknap Merrimack just happens to serve the Concord area and 38 towns and cities in Belknap and Merrimack counties. Um, we do have a website, um, we have, Six different area centers, strategically placed around Belknap and Merrimack counties. Um, but the if you go to the Weatherized Concord website, there is a link uh, to the Community Action Program of Belknap and Merrimack counties right in there, um, which can be clicked, or you can go right to the website, which is uh, www.bm-cap.org, and that brings uh, to and you can see an overview of all 70 programs that the agency offers. So. It may be fuel or electric assistance that um, someone might be interested in for weatherization purposes. Um, it could be Meals on Wheels. It could be a, a number of different things. And um, it's really kind of one-stop shopping um, if someone if someone uh, feels like they, they may be able to qualify for some of these programs. Um, but getting getting onto the website, um, there's the phone numbers for the area center that's closest to where uh, someone might live. They would just call that phone number and they say, they, they inquire as to what they're interested in, um, and then they can be walked through it step-by-step. Step. None of the programs uh, have any cost to any of our clients. Um, everything, including weatherization, we, we, could, uh, uh, we could potentially put $20,000 worth of weatherization uh, measures and improvements into a home, including some health and safety items, and it's not going to cost the client a dime. Um, it's all funded 100% through several different funding sources, including the utilities, the Department of Energy, the building weatherization program, which is actually uh, the leftover LIHEAP money that comes into the state. Um, and uh, once once someone is enrolled in the fuel and electric assistance, um, then they can in- reach out further if they're interested in weatherization and that's when we can determine um, their energy usage. We, we pull the data from the utilities um, on their energy usage and then we, um, We prioritize which clients are seen first, uh, clients with children under six years old, uh, clients uh, with elderly in the home or disabled in the home and high energy users. um, We focus on first, oh, and heating system emergencies in the heating season. Um, And then one of the biggest struggles on that note for us is there's there's a very select few people that are in our skilled trade. I'm a certified energy auditor, um, a building analyst, and a building envelope professional, and I have staff on hand that are as well. And so do the other uh, community action agencies, um, but there really isn't a huge workforce um, of people that are qualified to do this. Um, there isn't a huge workforce uh, in qualified contractors either. Uh, so we have, we have overwhelming funding. There's, there's never, we're never gonna run out of money to fund these homes. Um, and we're never gonna run out of homes uh, to, to make a difference in, but we, we, we are running out of qualified people to administer these programs and implement them, which that's one of our, one of our biggest struggles that we have uh, right now. Um, so uh, biggest thing is to get the word out there and just to get people in the door. That way we can serve as many people as possible.
1: So. That's right. And people would go to the, you mentioned the website. So it's weatherizeconcord.org is the site to go to. Um, and yeah, I mean, that that is a big issue in terms of the workforce. So the resources are there. There, there are a lot of resources available. And, um, you know, we hope in the future that there'll be even more resources available in terms of funding. But really, uh, we're somewhat constrained in what we can do because of the um, capacity of the system to actually go out and do the work. And you know, if we had, if we got that more aligned with all the resources, then we'd be a lot better off. So that's something I think we need to pay attention to and try to invest more in. Would
0: you would you kind of agree with that too, data being in that industry as well?
3: Well, yeah, we steal contractors from each other all the time, <laughs> don't we, Chris? We do. <laughs> I'm on a couple committees, and that's what we're trying to do is workforce development. We've we've got to, we really need it. It's we're lacking.
0: Excellent. I guess, you know, we've kind of gone through the process. All right, how how do you sign up for this program? So, so today, Dana, what could I expect? Well, I, I've got my energy audit, you know, ready to go now, and somebody's going to come and check things out. What can I expect when somebody, especially in this, these days of COVID now where people are definitely concerned about people coming into the house and uh, what, what can I expect somebody's gonna do when they come in to do an energy audit or or to work on efficiency in my building?
3: Well, because we working with New Hampshire saves programs, we uh, have special COVID uh, procedures that we have to follow. Um, like I've done some multi-families and, and yeah, people are very nervous, but you know, we have to suit up, uh, mask up, gloves, Everything, so it's it's a very strict thing, but it's safe,
0: and hopefully we don't have to do it too much longer. <laughs> hopefully not. And uh, Council Werner, I guess we'll kind of bring back to you why you know why make such an a, a ambitious goal really you know going from forty to eighty houses, and, and why is this so important to the the city of Concord?
1: Well, I mean, we want to be ambitious, and you know, our goal is is to double it up to eighty. But we certainly would like to do more, and, and of course, if we have the opportunity to do to, to do that, we're gonna we're gonna push for that. Um, so we want to do as much as we can to help our residents save money, and have their properties become more efficient. And again, you know, in terms of the health aspect, that's important. Uh, the overall uh, effort about how this fits into um, a clean energy economy and uh combating climate change and and reducing emissions and reducing um demand uh from uh, electric utilities and electric use and natural gas use energy use in total that's all part of the picture and all fits together in terms of of the overall goals here Um, so it's a really good way of getting the community involved again in a practical useful way that's going to make a real difference in people's lives and um, so that that's really a big motivation of this particular uh, program. We've uh, have a lot of volunteers that are helping us to get the word out. The website is one way and you know you mentioned that we've been operating in this COVID world over the last year. We do hope that over the spring and summer we'll be able to get out more in the community to promote this program. I think that we're hopeful that market days for example is going to happen in August that's just one example. We want to be at um, businesses and be able to promote the program, perhaps at the food co-op, and things like you know, that nature, so that people really see it. Um, we may even do some uh, sort of very hands-on canvassing in, in particular neighborhoods that would be of uh, most benefit in the city of Concord. You know, dropping off leaflets um, and just letting people know about it. So. We have a lot of plans, um, but we hope we'll be able to expand that as we uh, uh, make progress in terms of uh, COVID and vaccinations and our cases start dropping, so. I think that,
4: as Rob says, I think the word the word is, it's just getting the word out there. And, and I went through the New Hampshire Saves program myself in my own home. I don't live in Concord, but we did it in October um, and we have all electric heat in our home and The difference between the billing cycles in 2019 and 2020 for us is we're currently working, uh, doing remote working from home and schooling from home this year, which we weren't doing last year. So we have someone at home basically 24 hours a day. We're heating an extra part of the house for the home office. We have computers and lights and heat going on. And since we went
3: through the New Hampshire Saves program and were weatherized, kilowatt hour using more electricity or
4: you or, or using utilizing more electric appliances and we're actually using less electricity this year than we did last year just from the results of the program so as mu- as many testimonials as we can get out there to say that it actually works i think that will spark a lot of interest
2: yeah i think it's important to understand the level of funding that's in the state now as well um, we used to call these programs the best kept secret in New Hampshire because the funding was um, not in comparison to states around us, like Massachusetts really has always had high funding levels. Um, we didn't have that in the past, so, you know, it wasn't really uh, one of those programs that was promoted heavily, um, which is why, you know, I think you've seen, you know, 20 to 30 homes a year in Concord. Um, our funding levels have come up extremely high, as Dana can probably attest, and um, I'm always asking them to spend more money for us. Um, but um, it, it has really exploded over the past two to three years and the, the funding levels are going up and up and up. So, you know, I think really promoting these programs and getting people to know that they're out there is the, the key here. And, and that's what I'm really excited for Weatherize Concord to be doing, is bringing these programs to the forefront um, and letting people know they exist because there is plenty of money out there. Um, as Chris said, you know, we're not going to run out of homes to weatherize um, and we're not going to run out of funding. So we, we've got to let people know about this. Mm-hmm.
0: Fantastic. So, what's that website one more time, Councilor Werner?
1: Weatherizeconquered.org.
0: Excellent. weatherizeconquer.org. Well, this sounds like a fantastic program. Hopefully, uh, we get at a minimum those 80 houses uh, weatherized this year and uh, go for even bigger numbers in the years ahead. I want to thank you all very much for uh, being guests on today's uh, community conversations. This is an excellent uh, conversation about something you can do to help save yourself some money, make your home more comfortable, and do a little something nice for the world at large at the same time. So thank you all for, for participating today. Thank you all for watching, and we'll see you next time on Community Conversations.